Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast, Jack Eichel edition. Yes, Vegas finally has a legitimate number one center, and he's a superstar at that. After completing a deal overnight with the Buffalo Sabres, Jack Eichel is now a Vegas Golden Knight, and we'll see him in a few months' time after he has the next surgery that he's been waiting to have, the full trade. Jack Eichel and a third-round pick from Vegas to Buffalo for Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, a first round pick and a second round pick. Um, lots to talk about here. So let's start with Eichel, who I think is the biggest winner out of everyone, uh, out of everyone involved. He gets his life back, which is like the most important thing of this entire trade is that Jack Eichel gets to have the surgery that is best for his life and his future. The future Jack Eichel is a big winner here because not only does he get to play hockey again, get back to it, uh, but he gets to live, hopefully, pain-free for the rest of his life because he gets to have the surgery that he wants. It's a disc replacement surgery. Uh, it's a surgery that Buffalo didn't want him to have. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's considered somewhat risky. I guess that's why Buffalo didn't want to do it. Um, but it's what he believes is best for him. So I guess there is some sort of uh, risk factor here for Vegas. Um but, you know, the fact of the matter is that this player is going to get the surgery he wants and the neck pain he's been dealing with daily while he's sort of stuck in limbo here, uh, that'll be gone shortly. So that's a great thing. He's on the road back to actually playing hockey. And not only will he get to play hockey again, but he'll get to play for an elite team, an elite franchise, a tax-free state at that. So that $10 million will be closer to $10 million. And maybe he'll feel a little less pressure too. I mean, he's joining a team with multiple legitimate superstars, Canadian Olympians, maybe three Canadian Olympians on the team. Obviously, Uh, he would be an American Olympian if he had the neck surgery a little bit earlier, but I digress. Um, But maybe a little less pressure. He will be the legitimate number one center as he was in Buffalo and as he would be with any team. Um, But he's playing on a team with Mark Stone and Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore already. Uh, And perhaps not everything that you know, comes down on the franchise will sit on his shoulders. He truly hit the jackpot here with this deal to the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, as far as the team go, teams go, let's start with Vegas. Um, you know, it didn't really make sense, I guess, in the summer, maybe when they were flirting with this, with this opportunity. Um, I don't know how realistic it was. I don't know how, how real it was for the Vegas Golden Knights at that time. But as this season has started here, 
they found themselves in a uniquely positioned actually to make this deal because they've encountered so many injuries here to start the season that they suddenly have a little bit of room in order to house a $10 million salary coming in because of the players that are on long-term injured reserve. Now, there are a lot of different things that are going to happen here for this all to work out. It might require another trade. It might require some serious money leaving the organization. But for the time being, when guys like Mark Stone and Matt Pacioretty are out and you have the option of putting them on long-term injured reserve, you can take in Jack Eichel, then you can put him on long-term injured reserve, and then you can make decisions down the line. Now, because of the injuries they're facing and because of this unique position they found themselves in which they could bring this player in, the best case scenario, I think, here is that they don't really have to change anything. And just like Nikita Kucherov last year, it could be a situation where at the end of a three, four, five-month, I guess it would have to be five-month rehabilitation process, they could just add Jack Eichel, a $10 million center, and the number one forward on their team in terms of an attacking player, as it stands now, to their postseason roster, just like the Tampa Bay Lightning did with Nikita Kucherov. Now, I've heard some reports that he's look he's hoping it's going to be three months, and the and the, the the goal here is to get him in the lineup by February. And again, I don't know how all that's going to work because clearly they're going to be over the cap at that point. But why would we why would we think anything else about the situation other than he's going to be added to a potential postseason roster? Now, there's no guarantees that the Vegas Golden Knights make the postseason. As I mentioned, these injuries are having a significant significant bearing on their season here. I think they're four wins from nine games to start when a lot of people had them pegged to win a president's trophy, let alone the Pacific division. So maybe they just squeak into the postseason and they get that shot in the arm with Jack Eichel. But if they miss the playoffs altogether, at least they were able to have a productive season. They got the number one center, the player that they've been missing for all this time in the, into the organization. They filled a serious void. They managed to be, productive despite the season going south so the best case scenario is they make the playoffs they add eichel they go on a long run worst case scenario they might be able to ice the best team they've ever iced and they've gone on a lot of lengthy postseason runs next season and perhaps that's when they win the stanley cup really that number one center is what's prevented the vegas golden knights from reaching their potential every time they get into a postseason series um, in which they seem that they're slightly ungunned or it looks like they're, it's slipping away from them because they can't score enough goals. And that's because their number one center right now, Chandler Stevenson, and, previous, and in previous seasons, they haven't really been number one centers. Jack Eichel is a bona fide number one center. And now, when healthy, next season or maybe later this season, they're going to have a top six with Mark Stone, Jack Eichel, Max Pacioretty first line, second line, the original Misfits, Jonathan Marchessault, William Carlson, Riley Smith. Chandler Stevenson then drops to the three-hole. As I mentioned, a couple Canadian Olympians on the back end. This is an incredible team. And it's incredible the amount of talent that this team has assembled in five years of existence. It's, it's like they're the only team capable of making a big splash. All the big splashes have belonged to the Vegas Golden Knights, and this is just another one. As for Buffalo... I think you'd probably have to consider them third best in all this, coming in third place. Um, Alex Tuck is a solid NHL player. He's under control for a couple years at a decent number. He has room to grow. He's from the area. This is not just a salary to make things work going the other way. Alex Tuck is a legitimate player and a player that's really helped Vegas in the first four plus years of their existence. 
Peyton Krebs is the top prospect. I mean, it's all about checking boxes here for Kevin Adams, the general manager of the Buffalo Sabres. You know, I was convinced he was going to be part of this deal if it was indeed Vegas that got Eichel because we've been told so many times through so many sources that Krebs was in, untouchable in all this, which just sounds silly because he's not a surefire, can't-miss prospect. I mean, yeah, he could project to be a very important player, and he should be for the Buffalo Sabres. They need to hope that. But, like, I don't see him as, an, as a surefire top liner. I feel like he's going to be a guy who... Fits in the middle six for that team for a long time. I don't think Vegas loses sleep over Krebs. And I'm not sure Buffalo has something really, really special, but we shall see. We should probably reserve judgment because I'm no expert in prospects. It's a solid prospect. It's a prospect that they needed in this. They needed someone who was going to be in the league, at least in return, beyond Alex Tuck. And it looks like they got him in Peyton Krebs. But I I think this was a bit of a job by the people around the Vegas Golden Knights who kept saying over and over that he wasn't going to be in the deal. When you hear that enough times, you realize, yeah, he's probably going to be in the deal. Uh, Of course, the two other valuable picks added to the impressive draft capital that the Buffalo Sabres have built up over the last couple seasons, I guess, here. They now have three first rounders in 2022 alone, nine picks overall um, by getting that third first round pick. Um, So obviously they, they got a hit on these picks. They should be investing in that you know developmental system and scouting system uh we'll see how that all shakes out but having thir- three first round picks I mean, that's how you expedite a rebuild and that's how they're going to get this thing on the straight and narrow um another key aspect is that they did not retain salary which i mean it sounds great we really didn't want to retain salary in this deal and i get why you wouldn't but maybe that option could have helped you get a greater haul uh certainly with a team like the vegas golden knights that's was something they'd probably be looking for as well. I'm not sure they wanted to give up more, but to get Jack Eichel at a discount beyond, you know, the actual cost of him, which was, you know, less the sum of the parts, maybe more, but less when you look at them all individually. Um, maybe that could have helped them get a better haul here. Uh, maybe they should have traded him in the summer. Maybe that could have got them a better haul here. Uh, I understand why you didn't. You don't want to get stuck where you're just a lot of your cap is being. Uh, devoted to another team that's not a good position to be in but when you think you're going to be bad for several seasons which the Buffalo Sabres probably should expect it's not the worst thing in the world so uh, I wonder what the offers would have been uh, had they considered that and I wonder really what the offers were in the summer what what was the package less valuable than the one that they eventually accepted I don't know I don't know what I don't know what the answer to that is but uh, certainly the pressure points it seems got to the Buffalo Sabres um with this deal happening overnight with vegas Uh, a couple other teams were apparently involved here at the 11th hour carolina and calgary um and the flames i guess were considered the finalists which is interesting because unlike unlike vegas it started to make less and less sense for the calgary flames to go out and get jack eichel as you know vegas had this opportunity open up seemed like the window was closing for Calgary because they're playing so well out of the gate here. And if they did make that trade, and it's been reported now that Matthew Kachuk was never involved in it, but if they did make a deal, they'd be, you know, uprooting what they've built to this point in the year, nine, 10 games through. I feel like it would just really derail their season, which is turning out maybe unexpectedly to be a positive one. So I wonder if Calgary was just involved here late 
because they were using their position to try and hurt Vegas to make them pay a little bit more because, of course, they are division rivals and they're going to be competing for playoff spots in the Pacific Division. So perhaps that was the extent of it as Calgary started to realize more and more that they may have something special here this season or they might have a competitive roster uh, under Daryl Sutter. Um, But again, you wonder if that if this is sort of fool's gold, because if they did have a tough start and they did have every reason to go out and get Jack Eichel, maybe next year in the seasons beyond, they're in a far better position than they will be having invested in this season. Again, we shall see about that. The other team, as I mentioned, Carolina, sort of more realistic to me um, than Calgary and maybe even a better option than Vegas ultimately was. I think that's because they're a team that could potentially survive uh, a temporary temporary loss, uh, a player, an important player, perhaps for their middle six, um, some draft picks. Like this is one of the most efficient machines in the NHL right now. They're nine and zero for a reason, and it seems like they're the type of team that could withstand a loss here and there, just because of the strength of their team, the high end portion of their team, but also the depth in their team. I also think they're in a better position to make the money work in the future because, of course. If you acquire Jack Eichel, you have to pay Jack Eichel his current $10 million salary in the final four or five years of that. And I guess with Buffalo, maybe there'd be more options to consider from Carolina. Obviously, the package wasn't as good or they deemed it not as good. I don't think this was a West Coast, East Coast thing. Um, but so maybe Carolina just didn't want to pay the price that Buffalo eventually got. But Carolina would have been very, very interesting in this. And, you know, they've been so good for so long and maybe they're better this year than they have been in previous years. Maybe they're ready for that run. Um, but it seems like they, like Vegas, has been missing something in, in the postseason when it matters most. And Jack Eichel is the type of player that obviously can move a needle. I mean, this is a guy who can score at the very height of the league. Uh, he's only a couple seasons removed from, you know, a massive, massive goal-scoring season and, and point production season for what has been, since he got there, a bad Buffalo Sabres team. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, uh, the potential of, like, external pressure forcing the issue here. And, I, and you know, there's a lot of spotlight right now on the NHL and NHLPA for reasons that are far less serious than, uh, you know, stalemate between team and player, even though this one is kind of bordering on the human, uh, the human rights aspect with Jack Eichel just wanting to get the surgery that's best for him. Um, but there is, there, there, there could potentially be some pressure from those organizations to end this because it's simply not a good look. And there are several bad looks hanging over the NHL as we speak, but I think maybe more powerful than that. So apparently, apparently the Eichel camp uh, threatened with to with a grievance or to file a grievance. Uh, so that may have forced Buffalo's hand a little bit, not that it came you know totally detrimental to the return that they got, but whatever the case may be, you know, Buffalo waited too long, perhaps, the, the better package was in the summer, as I mentioned before, but they waited too long from just doing right by the player, that standpoint. Uh, and I'm glad, and that city should be glad, that organization, certainly Jack Eichel's camp and the NHL should be glad that this is finally and mercifully uh, over. So I mentioned sort of what to expect here, that it could be a three-month recovery time, four-month, maybe five-month. Uh, that could lead us to mid-March. That could lead us to mid-February. That could leave us in mid-April when, you know, the playoffs will be starting. And it is very unlikely, barring, you know, a trade or another injury or, or, or things happening a certain way that Eichel can just seamlessly fit into the team's payroll structure. 
So, you know, I think Vegas will have to take this sort of day by day, case by case. It's possible, maybe not probable, that Vegas isn't even in the postseason hunt and they can start making moves that they might make in the offseason during the season. Uh, there was also a mention of the Olympics and Jack Eichel potentially being ready for the U.S. Olympic team in February. February, But I think, again, the most likely scenario is that he'd be back for the postseason a la Nikita Kucherov. I really don't think why we would think anything different at this point. This is how elite teams have to op- operate. The circumvention has to be rampant. It has to be an all-time high because that's the only way to put your best foot forward. That's the only way to make big moves to try and make big things happen. Uh, I think that we get to a point where maybe there's a delay and Vegas gets into the playoffs and we see Eichel. And then only then will we see the moves made to house his contract on a more permanent basis when Vegas has the opportunity to deal some parts away this summer, perhaps after winning a championship. In the future, a wrecking is probably coming with this team. I mean, you can only fly so close to the sun for so long in terms of adding, adding, adding big money. But again, perhaps not before this team wins a Stanley Cup, which is, of course, the only thing that matters. And the only thing that matters to uh, team owner Bill Foley, who really, really wants to see this team win a Stanley Cup before he steps out of the limelight a little bit. A couple more topics today after we were mercifully given something to talk about on this Hockey Thursday. Um, the Maple Leafs, potentially they've got a trade brewing as well. Of course, it won't be as big as the Jack Eichel deal, but Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet uh, reported that a right shot defender has been made available via trade. He did not name that player, but we can probably deduce that it is either Travis Dermott or Justin Hall. The team also called up Christians Rubens, who is going to the Olympics himself for Latvia, uh, from the Toronto Marlies on game day, which suggests he could be in the lineup, but I guess Travis Dermott, uh, the pecking order as it is now is Dermott. If he can't go, it will be Hall. And if something else happens, maybe Rubens does get his shot. But... It looks like if there's going to be a trade, it's down to Dermot or Hall. And as I mentioned, Dermot's probably the more likely candidate, even though Justin Hall is the one sitting in the press box right now. But Justin Hall, they just protected him in the expansion draft, willingly giving up Jared McCann instead. And up until three weeks ago, he had this rock solid and important role on this team. Well, Dermot, meanwhile, he's never carved out anything even semi-permanent with the uh, Maple Leafs in terms of like focal roles And since he's got this little promotion, because Justin Hall has sputtered early in the season here, I mean, he's just failed to impress uh, while showcasing with Morgan Riley on the Maple Leafs top pair. And it seems like he's just further and further in Sheldon Keefe's uh, poor or dog doghouse, I guess is the proper. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. Term for that. Um, it would be tough to trade Dermot if you're a fan of the Maple Leafs organization. This is an all-time good guy. Uh, it would be a blow to the room, um, but he just hasn't worked out. He hasn't dominated in sheltered minutes to even the extent that ever really that Sandine and Liljegren have recently done. He hasn't proven that he can ascend up the lineup and we're now seven seasons into his pro career. The interesting thing here is if Dermot or Hall is traded, I mean, the Leafs will undoubtedly be looking for a defenseman via trade um, before the trade deadline this season. I mean, they're thin already. It seems, it seems like they're relying a little bit too much on young players right now in order to truly be a legit defensive core. And the defense has been the, you know, sort of sour note of the start of the season for the Maple Leafs. So it seems like they're incomplete as is. And if they're going to be taking from that, surely they got to bring something in. I don't think they can depend on Sandine, Liljegren, and perhaps Rubens to be major parts of this team over the next 70 games and beyond. That to me just feels like it's wishful thinking a little bit. To the Arizona Coyotes, who we won't talk about much this year, but I mentioned earlier about Vegas remaining productive, even in a down season. How do you do that? You go out and get, you know, a franchise pillar, a guy that you're going to build around the Eichel tower, if you will. Um, But as I mentioned, productive productivity is important and no team is more been more productive or is executing against the game plan more effectively right now than the 0-9-1 Arizona Coyotes. They are remaining productive to a T because they are truly, truly awful and they had every intention to be. They're losing so far through 10 games. Again, only one point out of a possible 20. They're losing by an average of three goals per game. This is a teardown done right and it will all be worth it if Shane Wright is slipping on a Kachina jersey in June. This pain will subside if that's the pot of gold at the end of this terribly bleak rainbow. Okay, lastly, we got the power pot, power five, rather, uh, where I count down the top five teams in the NHL right now. And I will say right off the top, the most glaring omission here is the St. Louis Blues, who are not in the top five this week. We'll start with number five. And that's the Washington Capitals. Hasn't been a brilliant week for them. Uh, just three points from three games and coming off a loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are quietly getting things together. But both Alexander Ovechkin and Evgeny Kuznetsov are top five in NHL scoring right now. Ovi averaging one goal per game to start in his pursuit of Wayne Gretzky's goals record. If those two are at that level, with how that team is built, Washington could should be considered uh, among the NHL's elite. Number four, the Calgary Flames. At least one point from eight games to start the season. They haven't lost in regulation in three weeks. And again, if it weren't for this start, maybe Eichel, Jack Eichel is a flame today. We shall see how it all works out. Perhaps this is fool's gold a little bit for Calgary. Um, but they couldn't make that decision now. They couldn't take from what is one of the highest performing teams in the NHL right now in order to stash an injured player on long-term injured reserve for four to five months. Number three, the Florida Panthers. They've been largely idle after six straight regulation wins to enter the week. Uh, It was obviously a tumultuous week. um, And maybe 
I don't want to say that impacted their performance. It really is completely separate and should have no bearing on anything, but they haven't had the two best games going to a shootout in overtime in those last two and winning just one of them. They're coming off their only loss of the season. And that shootout loss to Boston is their only blemish so far. They've got 17 out of a possible 18 points to start. They are clear favorites in the Atlantic division. They slip a little bit on this list, but they're still at the very top of the NHL right now. Number two is the Edmonton Oilers. One point less than Florida because they do in fact have a regulation loss, but they have three straight regulation victories coming into this taping. Um, Their only loss all season was after a weekend spent enjoying a victory in Las Vegas. They spent two days there after that victory in Vegas on a Friday night. So you could probably excuse that game, but this team is just on another level from an offensive standpoint right now. McDavid and Dreisaitl have 39 combined points in nine games. Zach Hyman looks like he's scoring every night. Uh, they are just on an absolute tear offensively, and they are appointment viewing the number one team to watch for my money in the NHL right now. And the number one team is the only undefeated team in the NHL. They are the only team at 9-0. and First team in a long time, it seems, that has reached a perfect 9-0. and Of course, they have the league's best goal differential. But the best story in Carolina right now is that Freddie Anderson is 8-0 to begin his tenure, and he's only three wins away from matching the NHL record held by Jack Campbell, who he set it while being the backup or taking over for Freddie Anderson last year with the Toronto Maple Leafs. If he does manage to break that record, it would be simultaneously the most Hurricanes and most Leaf thing to happen ever. Like, it's just a perfect storyline for those two franchises with one that just seems to be doing everything correctly and doesn't have those demons and the other in a city that just can't have nice things, at least for very long. That's the power five. And that's the Yahoo sports hockey podcast, Jack Eichel to the Vegas golden Knights in three, four or five months time. We will see him down centering the top line in Sin city, a big, big splash for the Vegas golden Knights and a big story in the NHL that we get to talk about.